the crazy thing is that there's thousands of young people who are dying suddenly. There's complete denial, complete denial by the politicians, complete denial of vaccine injuries uh, by the medical establishment. Autopsies are still not being done. And when, you know, the rare occasional autopsy is done, it comes back as indeterminate or inconclusive or died of natural causes, right? A 30-year-old person now just dies of natural causes, right? And and we as a society accept that. Uh, you know, it's, it's insanity. Uh, it's insanity that we're still here two and a half years later into this new experimental product, thousands of young people dying, um, and... You know, we the, the product is still on the market and people are not rioting in the streets. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so very much for tuning in. It's great to have you back once again. Guys, that was Dr. William Marcus, one of my favorites, and an MD who's paid the price for stepping up and telling the truth about the complete denial surrounding died suddenly and the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. This is the must-hear part one of the interview, and stay tuned because in part two, we share some incredibly good news about trying to detox from the bioweapon. Thanks so much for being here, friends. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGTReport.com, TheFazer.com, and of course, TheLibertyMill.com where you can stun them with truth all day long, friends, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to provide you with the real news that the Mockingbird mainstream CIA media obfuscates or ignores entirely. I'm delighted to have back on the line Dr. William Marcus, MD. He's a radiologist, oncologist, cancer researcher, author of 100-plus publications, chief of oncology at the Wellness Company in Canada, and that's a company I can get behind. Uh, Dr. William Marcus, glad to have you back. Thank you very much for having me again. Well, you know where we need to start here. The mask mandates. The cult is back, and they want to push the mask. And we know the masks don't work. And in a second, I'll show folks that it's already rolling out at certain universities and healthcare providers around the nation, hospitals, if you will. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. If we fall for this again, if humanity falls for this trick again, Dr. Mack, as well, then maybe we get what we deserve. Yeah, honestly, um, it's like they're rolling out uh, the playbook all over again. They're sort of dusting off uh, the old uh, Pandemic 1.0 playbook, and it's starting all over again. It's starting, uh, I think it's uh, already several universities um, have rolled out the mask mandates, uh, hospitals. Um, you know, people have to push back this time, push back a lot harder than they did last time. Couldn't agree more. And uh, in a second, we'll share with the audience something that uh, Scott Adams said about these lockdowns and uh, mask mandates. But uh, here's an article from Forbes I just want to share with the audience. Of course, Forbes being part of the mainstream Mockingbird media, they're all over pushing mask mandates. And uh, I guess in New York, officials, because God knows we don't have representatives anymore, officials are suggesting to the population to mask up. And I think fortunately, People are ignoring all of that nonsense. But unfortunately, in Atlanta, Morris Brown College, a historically black university, implemented a two-week mask mandate. I also heard that Rutgers has implemented a mask mandate. Uh, Kaiser Permanente reinstated mask mandates in its facilities in Santa Rosa. Dr. Mackis, let's just talk about the brass tacks. The masks don't do jack squat to keep viruses out, even if we believe that COVID-19 
can be gotten because it's a virus. It's like putting up a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. Yeah, and it's amazing because, you know, we have the data uh, from every geographical location that implemented mask mandates. There was absolutely no difference in uh, in COVID cases. Uh, it didn't stop transmission or, or slow transmission at all. You look at you, you look at the states uh, in the United States that implemented mask mandates and the ones that didn't. It's it was absolutely the same, right? Uh, same thing with uh, countries around the world. So there, there's been absolutely no evidence of of masks working in 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 any way at all. Uh, and we have the data, and yet here they are pushing it all over again. And notice how they're now combining. Uh, remember the two weeks to flatten the curve, and now you know they're they're combining this you know, two week two weeks with the masks. It's just unbelievable. Um, but again, it's it's almost like, you know, they're they're sort of, um, you know, they're, they're they're testing us to see how we respond. Uh, but it's just it's just being blatant, uh, blatantly shoved in our face. Yeah, and Alex Jones predicted this. I guess there were a, a couple of contacts, whistleblowers from I believe it was the TSA that contacted Alex Jones and in Infowars and warned that this was coming. The Biden administration, of course, would love to steal another election. What better way to do that than with lockdowns? But uh, Alex's contact said this would all start rolling out in late September, early October. But then we started seeing the propaganda just a couple of days later after Alex Jones report about that. I think the good news is, is it shows that these people are a little bit desperate. They're totally desperate and they need us to comply. And I think Scott Adams has this right. You retweeted this. Scott says the mask issue is going to get ugly unless the first corporation that bows to the government and requires masks gets taken down by its customers. We'll have to bankrupt a Fortune 500 company as an example just to get our freedom back. It's the only smart play. Focus all cannons on the first offender and take it down fast. You know, I think there's some truth in that. And uh, these woke corporations like Anheuser-Busch with Bud Light, it's time for them to wake up. We the people have the power and they need our compliance, but this time they're not going to get it at least from those of us who aren't NPCs and normies. Exactly. And, and I think I think he nails it uh, with with this advice. Uh, we have to push back and we have to push back hard and, and look at how how the boycott of Bud Light worked. Um, you know, it, it it people pushed back in large numbers and it worked. It, it brought down Bud Light uh and the company now is in a in a spiral that they can't seem to get out of it you know they they ended up firing their marketing team that was uh responsible for you know that that whole uh Dylan Mulvaney um you know marketing push they fired that entire team and it didn't stop the downward spiral that the company is in right now and that's because people pushed back in large numbers and and really uh when you do that uh, you can actually make a huge difference. Uh, and I think Scott Adams is absolutely right with that. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you too about today, you've got a great Twitter feed. I can't recommend more highly that people go over to Twitter and follow William Mackis, MD, because fitness enthusiasts continue to die suddenly, including this beautiful woman. At the height peak of her fitness, a 33-year-old Brazilian fitness influencer dies suddenly oh, from cardiac arrest. Get that guy's cardiac arrest. He's in the fit. I mean, come on. Dr. Mackis, you just said we have the data regarding the masks and their ineffectiveness. 
It's a total joke. They want to mask us up. They want us to be slaves. And that's, I think, what it is. It's part of a humiliation ritual. But yeah. add injury to insult. We have the data on this thing. This I call it a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. And again, the mainstream horror media covers it all up and continues to. They just pretend that these young people dying suddenly is just the new normal. And none of us should question it. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is that there's thousands of young people who are dying suddenly. And so, you know, every now and then I will see you know, a, a group, large group of deaths, and it could be, it could be teachers, it could be doctors, it could be nurses, it could be police officers, firefighters, uh, military, former military. And you see these people dying in their 30s, 40s. These were people who were mandated COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, this was, uh, you know, these are professions that forced all of their employees to take COVID-19 vaccines to keep their jobs. And this is where we're seeing a lot of the deaths. Um, athletes, obviously, you know, the athletes can get as young as into into high school. High school athletes are collapsing and, and dropping dead uh, all the time. You know, like I've got a database of probably several thousand uh, people, young people who've collapsed and died. You know, the recent article I did was, was on people who are into fitness. Uh, these are personal trainers, right? These are various fitness instructors, and again, you see, you know, young women dying, dropping dead of cardiac arrest. We've we've never seen that before, right? You know, these these, these women, young women in their twenties and thirties, and and they die in their sleep, or they drop drop of a cardiac arrest. No one's asking questions. No one's investigating. Thousands of young people are losing their lives. Uh, and really, the like I said, the only the only common out, the only common element to all of these sudden deaths is the rollout of the vaccine, this experimental product that was rolled out, you know, approximately two and a half years ago, that about 85% of people took at least one or two doses. And that's your common element, right? Nothing other than that has really changed. And, you know, Ed Dowd, uh, the, the BlackRock hedge fund manager, when, when he looks at insurance data and he sees that people who, working age people, who stayed in the workforce have something like five to six hundred percent higher disability than people of the same age who dropped out of the workforce because of the vaccine mandates because they didn't want to take the shot. I mean, the data is right there. It's black and white. It's undeniable. And yet, uh, you know, there's complete denial, complete denial by the politicians, complete denial of vaccine injuries. Uh, by the medical establishment, autopsies are still not being done. And when, you know, the rare occasional autopsy is done, it comes back as indeterminate or inconclusive or died of natural causes, right? 30-year-old per person now just dies of natural causes, right? And and we as a society accept that. Uh, you know, it's, it's insanity. Uh, it's insanity that we're still here two and a half years later into this new experimental product, thousands of young people dying. Um, and, you know, we the, the product is still on the market and people are not rioting in the streets, right? It's almost like there's this like delayed effect where most of the population is is kind of in a, in a daze uh, and doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, this whole mask, masking thing coming back, uh, to me, it's part of a, a part of a package, and the ultimate goal of the package is to get the vaccines rolled out all over again. 
right? Um, I've read, I've done another, um, I've done another Substack article on on these papers where they they were looking at vaccine hesitancy, and uh, you know the researchers uh, in the U.S. that published these papers, they flat out said, you know, how do we get the population to take COVID vaccine boosters on a regular basis again? Right. How do we get 85% of the population taking these shots all over again? That's what they want. They want this 85% of the population to con- constantly take boosters. Um, at least once a year. That's, that's the desperation is kicking in now that they're willing to accept, uh, you know, the entire population taking it once a year. They wanted it every six months or every, you know, even more frequently than that. I think in the U- US, you guys got to like at least every five months. In Canada, they were trying to push it at, down to every three months. They wanted people taking shots and people were like, okay, that's complete insanity. So this is what they want. This is the ultimate goal is they want to keep pushing out these toxic vaccine products uh, in the entire population as frequently as they can. And people are just not buying it anymore. Well, see, that's the good news is that I know the uptake of the boosters is extremely low and uh, people aren't buying it anymore, except for the most brainwashed normies. But uh, you said something really important. I want to ask you why you think this is complete denial from the mainstream media, complete denial from the medical establishment, complete denial that this thing. And I've got the book right here. You mentioned Ed Dowd. I have his book, Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. Well, we do know the cause. I mean, the name of the book is Cause Unknown because of the complete denial from the mainstream horror media. So riddle me this. What accounts for that complete denial? Is it the money coming from Pfizer? Is it the bribery that is lining the pockets of so many of these people? Or is it just uh, emulating what we see in general society, which is 70% of the population are normies and NPCs and seem unable to wake up, and 30% can probably figure out what's going on. But then why complete denial from that 30%? Is it cowardice? Is it the bribes? What? Why the complete denial here? Well, I think it's a combination. It might be a combination of all those. But but when you look at the medical establishment specifically, I think the problem there is that the medical establishment was complicit in rolling out these toxic products to everybody. Um, and like blindly, blindly rolling it out. Um, and if you think, if you think about it, every doctor pushed the propaganda safe and effective. Every family doctor, every specialist, um, even my, my family doctor was pushing, you know, the, the vaccine on my family just, just blindly. And, and, you know, she's a wonderful person. She's a family doctor with, you know, 30 plus years experience. And every visit, it was like, well, did you get your vaccine? Did you get your vaccine? Right? Just completely blindly pushing it because that's what she was told to do. And so you've got this um, complicity of of all the doctors. And of course, you know, the doctors were then kind of threatened as well. You know, you can't do anything that would cause vaccine hesitancy. So you can't talk about side effects. You can't talk about risks. Uh, You cannot give vaccine exemption letters, for example. And so in in a way, it's it's you've got this big crime that was committed. Everyone participated in the crime, you know, to keep their jobs and and, and so on. And, and whether they believed the vaccine was safe and effective or not, probably most did believe that it was safe and effective. But now um, 
in spite of all the evidence of, of vaccine vaccine injuries and deaths, they can't go back and say, oh, wait a minute, it's actually not safe and effective. And now I've given this product to thousands of my patients. And some of them are dying. Some of them are getting permanently disabled and injured. Well, you're not responsible for that. You can't claim ignorance, right? You can't say, well, I didn't know there, there were vaccine injuries and deaths. There were various reports of, of all kinds of vaccine injuries starting in January 2021, right? All you had to do was look. Um, there were reports of vaccine injuries all over social media, despite the fact that people were heavily censored, people were losing their accounts. Um, on Twitter, they were losing, you know, there were large Facebook groups that were being taken down. Uh, the evidence was everywhere. So no one can can claim ignorance and say, well, I didn't know that these products caused deaths and injuries. The evidence was was all over the place, right? So really, the only play they have left um is denial and 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 it's a kind of a it, it's it's almost like a ridiculous complete denial you you cannot even accept that a small percent of the of the population that took the vaccines is injured because the liability kicks in right away right so we have this messed up situation where in the united states we're being told that well, virus is unreliable. So the 30, 30 plus thousand deaths, vaccine related deaths that are in VARES, well, that's not reliable. That could have been, you know, some anti-vaxxer spending all day punching in those reports, right? And in Canada, you've got Health Canada claiming that there have been zero vaccine deaths. I kid you not, like to this day, Health Canada claims that there have been zero vaccine related deaths. You know, it's it's just a complete bizarre world. Um, but this is the situation we're in. They cannot, they cannot give even an inch and accept that there were even a small number of injuries because they're all liable. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. I want to play a couple of clips for you and the audience here because this is so deeply disturbing and it's so much worse than uh, humanity just needing to wake up to the idea that uh, there are nefarious people uh, in power, positions of power around the world that want to depopulate the planet. Yes, people need to wake up to that, but they also need to wake up to the fact that these people are unrelenting and they're kind of like an alien species. And honestly, I've said this before, Doc, if there was an alien species that landed on the White House lawn and promised this concoction to humanity that would really help people be healthy. And instead, we saw all-cause mortality more than double or triple. <laughs> humanity, I would think, would wake up pretty quick and point the finger at the aliens and say, we need to go to war with the aliens because they're waging war against us. But evidently, people can't recognize that. So I just want to play this clip. We can watch this together. You tell me to stop at any point. But you just tell me that uh, we don't live in upside-down world when instead of admitting this thing is damaging people, they're bragging about rolling out a new one, a new vaccine because of the new variants. And Dr. Scott Gottlieb, a former FDA panelist who now sits on the board at Pfizer, well, he's really the head of the propaganda snake right now. For a look at some health concerns on the horizon as we approach the end of summer, including a rise in COVID cases and questions about updates to vaccines, we're joined now by former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb. He also sits on the board of Pfizer, and it's great to have you here in person, Dr. Thanks. All right, I'm going to pause it there. Just break that down for me. Former FDA guy now sitting on the board at Pfizer 
coming out on Face the Nation to spread Pfizer propaganda. Now, how is this news? This is not quote unquote news. This is CIA mockingbird media propaganda. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. All right, let's continue. I want to start on some news we got Thursday. Uh, The CDC announced a highly mutated strain of COVID has just shown up in Michigan, BA 2.86. How concerned does the public need to be? Well, right now, I've talked to a number of virologists who are usually pretty staid, and they're pretty concerned about this. Right now, it doesn't appear to be spreading widely. There is um, seven strains that have been identified and sequenced in five different countries, so the U.K., Denmark, Israel, and now in the U.S. We don't know whether or not this has been spreading quietly and we just didn't detect it, or it's something that's spreading very quickly. The concern is that when you look at these different strains that have been identified, they're genetically very similar. So that suggests that it's probably spreading simultaneously in multiple countries. Whether or not this is going to be more transmissible than what we've seen before, that's the key question. Certainly at this point, it doesn't appear more pathogenic, so it doesn't appear to be more dangerous, but it may be more transmissible than the strains that are circulating now, and in that case, it could overtake them. It's too early to know. Um, The testing's underway. I think we're going to know a lot more in a week or two. But to, again, put this in perspective, this new variant is as genetically different from Omicron as Omicron was from the original strain that emerged in Wuhan. So this is a highly mutated variant. And that set off some alarm bells at that time. So we will watch this. But for people at home who say, oh, my gosh, I've heard someone has COVID, the strain that's causing most infections is not this one. Right. So right now, the two strains that are circulating causing most of the infections is what's called EG5. People have probably heard about that. It's called the Eris strain. All right. You know what? We're going to wrap that clip up early because I can't stand listening to that guy for one second more. But uh, he goes on to explain that. Don't worry, folks. Pfizer's working on a new vaccine. A new COVID-19 vaccine that'll save humanity from the boogeyman fear variant. And by the way, don't you find it funny? I had a guest on, I think it was Deb Tavares, who said EG5, the Eris strain, Eris, the goddess of discord. Don't you think that's funny? EG.5? How about 5G? I I, I don't know. Is that a bridge too far for you? What do you think? Well, you know what? I I, I sort of did a deep dive into the naming of this thing, and, and and it was this sort of obscure goddess of discord and chaos. And the name was actually um, uh, invented by a Canadian, uh, by a Canadian biologist or something like that. So as you know, uh, Canada, the land of the communist propaganda. Uh, so it's not surprising that the naming came out of there. It's almost like a, it's almost like they're mocking us in a way, right? Uh, the, the latest scary variant is, is the goddess of chaos and discord, a goddess that took pleasure in inflicting suffering and pain on humanity. Um, and, and to great pleasure in that and was responsible for all, you know, all manner of ancient wars, including apparently the Trojan War as well. So, uh, you know, this is kind of, uh, it's almost like they're, they're sort of mocking us, uh, while they're rolling out the playbook all over again. Uh, like you said, with the mask, it's this kind of a humiliation ritual where it does serve a purpose to sort of as part of the brainwashing process, but at the same time, it kind of humiliates. Uh, the population and reminds them that you know they are servants and they're the sheep um so but again i think i think all of this comes back to they need to sell these vaccines and the reason they need to sell these vaccines is they've gone all in in terms of investing into this technology this platform what have you they've invested billions of dollars they're building factories all over the place uh, all the wealthy elites, they're all, you know, invested, personally invested. They're all making money. 
Uh, I mean, this is not just Bill Gates, you know, with his investment uh, going 10 or 20 fold. Um, there's a whole bunch of people. I know I can tell you in the Canadian government, all the liberal politicians and all the allies of the Trudeau government, they're all invested in mRNA vaccines and various pharmaceutical companies, including companies that treat cancer, that treat heart disease, um, you know, basically not just the vaccines themselves, but the side effects caused by by the vaccines. They're getting rich from all of it, right? Um, and so, but but their plan was to keep rolling these vaccines out on a regular basis in almost the entire population. They knew there'd be 10 to 15% of people who'd never take these, and they'd never be able to convince them no matter, um, you know, what psyop techniques they used or how harsh they got and they got extremely harsh in canada the unvaccinated were not even allowed to travel so this was full-on communism couldn't get on a plane couldn't get on a train just like trudeau said don't think you can get on a train or plane if you're unvaccinated and sit next to a vaccinated person they went all out and they know they can't get 10 to 15 percent of the population that that population will never crack no matter what they do but they want the rest. They want the other 85% taking their shots every six months. Um, and so this is part of that playbook to get the population back because we, we are down to about probably about only 5% of people were still taking their booster shots religiously um, every six months in Canada. I think the figures were similar in the United States. And, you know, when they made a push with their vaccine, with the uh, bivalent Omicron booster shot, I think they managed to get it up to like 15 or 20% compliance. Well, that's not good enough. They need that at 85%, right? Uh, and again, we can talk about the various motives, you know, profit just being one of the motives. I personally believe the 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 driving motive of this and, and sort of the playbook for the entire, you know, pharmaceutical industry um, and the political elite is... Maybe not as much depopulation, although there may be an element of that. Um, certainly the births are, are, the birth rate is crashing, uh, in all the highly vaccinated countries. I really do believe that the goal is to basically disable the majority of the population and make the population dependent on the government, depending on the pharmaceutical industry, dependent, dependent on the drugs that then they're going to provide to sort of keep you alive, keep you in this, uh, state what you know whether you're, you're you've got your heart is injured or your brain is injured or what have you you know you're 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 basically now dependent on the system and obviously your your life is uh, significantly shortened i mean we're seeing it with the vaccine injured with with all these horrific injuries that the vaccine injured are coming down and either they're dying suddenly or they have you know horrific injuries where you know that they're not going to live long you know they may have already had a heart attack uh, or they may have already had a stroke. They've got blood clots in their system. Um, you know, I mean, some of these vaccine injury syndromes are absolutely horrific. So I think, you know, it's probably more to disable the majority of the population and make them, you know, dependent on these drugs uh, that they're, they're, they're going to be pushing. This, this, this seems to be the, the playbook for the next decade. Um, and so, you know, they're at it again and pushing the new variants, pushing the mask mandates. It's part of the whole package. God, it's so deeply disturbing. 
guys, uh, we're going to round out the conversation in just a few minutes here with some good news. Uh, but, you know, when you think about how fascist this system is, Doc, and the revolving door, you know, Scott Gottlieb at the FDA, now he's on the board of directors at Pfizer. It's absolutely 100% fascist to its core, and it's really, really evil. And uh, this guy masquerading as president over here in our country, Mr. Fake President Biden, well, he had this to say about the government's response to the new variants and the new vaccines that are coming out. Listen to this. Mr. President, can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and the new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a request for additional funding for new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And tentatively, not decided to find it yet, tentatively, it is recommended that all right. So if your blood's not boiling yet, maybe this will help you get there, guys. Just consider the fact that this demon creature pretending to be president had no comment for two weeks about the Maui do fires, about whatever happened to Maui, about thousands of people burned out of their homes and at least a thousand people still missing, probably burned alive. He had no comment. He also had no checkbook for those folks as he sends more money to Ukraine. And he just what was the number there? How much? I mean, he wants Congress to authorize more money to pay for more fascist vaccines from Pfizer. Doc, I mean, this is just pure insanity. Yeah. And and, and I think it, it's 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 right in our face. The other thing I just wanted to mention, um, you know, when you played um, the clip of Scott Gottlieb, there is that notice how they kind of sick, cycled out the the faces uh, of the previous pandemic. They've sort of cycled them out. They know that, you know, people had enough of Fauci, of Walensky, uh, Burks, you know, those people have been kind of quietly uh, cycled out into early retirement or what have you, probably, you know, going, being now board members of, of, of a pharmaceutical company. And they've put new faces in. Right. And, and and they think that that the population is just stupid enough that 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 that's enough to fool the population. And so you see him uh, in that clip, Scott Gottlieb uh, saying, oh, you know, uh, we've got all these new variants and, and, and you know, don't worry about it. But, you know, we, we've got a va- vaccine coming in the fall and all that. And, and they think that people are stupid enough that if you just put a new face in that, you know, people are going to fall for the same playbook all over again. And, and again, people could see with what happened in Maui um, that, you know, the government doesn't give a damn about you, right? At, you know, at best, the government is completely incompetent and whatever they touch, they destroy. And at worst, you know, there, there's maliciousness in, in, in what the government does. And there's there's definitely intent to harm. Um, and, you know, here we've got Biden again. Now you, you see, you see, he was trying, he was tripping up over his words at the end of that clip because he, he, like always. it's almost like, I know, but, but it's almost like he, he didn't want to say that, look, we're just going to push it on all of you. And maybe, you know, there's plant mandates all over again. And he's like, well, well, you know, we're, we're, we're tentatively uh, going to recommend it to everybody, right? Whether you took the other vaccines or not. And and so he's kind of tripping over his words there. But I think the ultimately the intent is to mandate the vaccines, to force the vaccines on the population. 
And, and I think that's why what, what Scott Adams said about crushing this at the early stages is, is so important um, because these guys, they're relentless. They're, they're psychopaths. They're relentless. And they've been learning from our response, um, you know, to the, to the first pandemic and, and the vaccine rollout and everything. And, you know, it was interesting. I was reading in this one paper where they were saying that, oh, the financial incentives for the vaccines, you know, when they were giving out a hundred bucks for you to get vaccinated. Uh, they, they noticed that that backfired, uh, in some of the, you know, the black communities, the, the Latino communities. It backfired because it actually drove distrust that the government's hand, handing, handing out a hundred bucks, um, for the vaccines, that, that, that's a huge red flag. And so they said, well, you know, we were learning from this and we had then in the future, we have to tailor our incentives to get vaccinated differently to different populations, right? They, they, they have this in their writing. Uh, so they've been learning from how we responded the first time. So, you know, we can anticipate that this next push, this next big vaccine push, and, it, and it's going to be a big push, because like I said, they want 85% of the people back on the vaccine train. Uh, they will have learned their lessons and they'll, you know, they'll have tailored their propaganda and their marketing techniques um, to the lessons they learned the first time around. So really, it's it's sitting on the fence uh, in terms of dealing with these mask mandates coming back, with the lockdowns potentially coming back, um, vaccine mandates on the horizon. You know, you can't sit on the fence. You have to push back hard and and crush this thing, just like Bud Light was crushed you know, with a boycott. Um, and I think Scott Adams is absolutely right on that approach. People have to be much more aggressive and much more proactive in in uh, not complying with this and pushing back on this. Boy, that is really interesting to hear that it did backfire on them. I do remember some videos of uh, one in particular of an African-American man really pushing back on these people when they came to visit, right? And it was like a door-to-door knock and talk and, you know, with some of the CDC officials. I can't remember exactly. I think it might have been the, who was it? It was, uh, I think it was, I think it was Fauci. Yes. And a woman who might have been like the mayor of New Jersey or something, or I don't know, but she was definitely pushing the vaccine. And they got so much pushback from this man who said, I think y'all are up to something here and we don't trust your vaccine. And I love it that uh, common sense, if everybody would just engage and use a little common sense, the old saying being you don't get something for nothing. You know, when they're trying to pay you one hundred dollars or give you a coupon for a cheeseburger to get a free vaccine. How does that add up? It's nefarious, and anybody who can think ought to be able to see that. The other thing that's nefarious is this fascistic system, and we can't let Donald Trump off the hook completely here by any means, because I think Creepy Joe is a demon creature, but it was Trump who appointed Scott Godlieb, who's now on the board of Pfizer as FDA commissioner. Trump signed the CARES Act into law. Trump was the initiator of Operation Warp Speed, and Trump called the vaccines, the nine-month development, a miracle of science. A beautiful vaccine, he said. So now, fortunately, thank God, he did just release a video condemning a 90 second video condemning these mandatory vax pushers, condemning mandatory masks, condemning lockdowns, condemning all of it, which great, great. That's what we need. But boy, he does have some blood on his hands, in my view, for pushing this thing or being duped by Fauci and Big Pharma into pushing this thing. 
before we continue, yeah, your thoughts on that? No, I, I absolutely agree with you that that Trump bears uh, bears some responsibility for all of this. We have the same. I was going to say, <clears throat> we have the same problem in Canada in that we have conservatives who stayed silent during the pandemic, who supported the vaccine rollout, who supported, uh, you know, the vaccines being rolled out in kids and pregnant women and so on. And and we had conservative provincial governments. Uh, that were in power, that had majority governments that could have said no, could have pushed back, said absolutely not, this is not happening here in our province, uh, and they all stayed silent. Now, these were Doug Ford in Ontario, this was uh, Jason Kenney in Alberta, and the conservatives caved to the pharmaceutical industry, to the to the pharmaceutical mafia, they caved completely, uh, and they were in lockstep with what the Trudeau government, federal government, did in terms of of all the you know the 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 mask mandates the lockdowns closing down schools uh, and then of course the vaccine mandates the vaccine passports uh you know forcing all the doctors and healthcare workers to vaccinate and so on so we're in this situation where no political party is is innocent uh in this they all have blood on their hands to various degrees and now, of course, the conservatives probably want to be the first ones to kind of bail on this, uh, you know, sinking Titanic of of uh, these, you know, these mRNA vaccines and, and, and the whole playbook. But what I had noticed uh, here in Canada, and I think you guys said that, you know, there was same problem in the United States. What I had noticed was that the unelected bureaucracy that controls the healthcare system is completely leftist completely captured by big pharma, completely corrupted and rotten, the leadership rotten top to bottom, right? And when you look at our healthcare system here in Canada and all the healthcare leaders, it doesn't matter what province you were, whether the province was conservative or liberal or far left, the bureaucrats that were in charge of of healthcare, of public health, of all the decisions to block early treatments, uh, and roll out the vaccines in children, pregnant women, and so on. All of these bureaucrat leaders were corrupted by big pharma captured. And I think in the States, Trump called it the swamp, right? And, and he claimed that he was going to drain the swamp, uh, this corrupt bureaucracy, and he didn't. And whatever the reasons are behind the scenes why he didn't, whether he was fooled or lied to, whether whether he wasn't competent in dealing with this bureaucracy. And of course, the bureaucracy in the States, I mean, it's much bigger. It's on a much bigger scale, you know, and you've got the three-letter agencies that are involved in, in the bureaucracy, in the swamp, the, you know, the shadow government, you could call it. You know, you've got the NIH, the FDA, the CDC, then you've got, you know, you know the, the, the CIA, you know, the control of the media, which is basically CIA, FBI, NSA, um, you know, Department of Defense, all, all of these three-letter agencies make up the swamp, this huge swamp uh, of corruption in the United States that was really running the show, right? And and so that is the problem. And, you know, we just don't have anybody in politics who seems to be able to actually drain the swamp, Trump included. Now, okay, maybe if Trump gets in the second time, and now that it's personal that, you know, they try to, you know, arrest him and put him in jail, maybe he will, you know, drain the swamp the second time around. I don't know. But um, that's the problem we have 
with with all of our politicians is none of them were able to you know tackle and take down this this deep state this this swamp of bureaucrats that basically ran the show throughout the pandemic friends this concludes part one of my interview with dr william Marcus, but stay tuned for part two it's an info-packed part two that also contains some really good news for those that have family members who took the jab Thanks so much for being here. As always, check us out for free every day at sgtreport.com for the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. You have to laugh, Sean, when you see these things. It's uh, it's like you have to question, what are they doing? Are they doing it on purpose? Where is the evidence? They could have literally written an article based on telemetry data telling us they landed on the moon. And that's more believable than the animation that they showed us.